0: Welcome to the Quantum Leap, your business and life podcast. My name is Bethany London, and I am an energetic VC supporting CEOs and entrepreneurs in multiplying revenues and opportunities of their business through intuitive guidance and energetic healing. I am obsessed with finding and releasing blocks so that you can start receiving the guidance and opportunities that will be bringing you quantum leaps with ease. If you are looking to upgrade your business, life, spirituality, or need a perspective shift to flow, you've come to the right place. Leave it to me to pull out the juicy stories, quantum leap hacks, and how our inspiring guests have tackled obstacles and gotten into the flow to reach new heights of success. My intention is to bring clarity and massive awareness that infinite possibilities are everywhere. Your next moment could be a miraculous one. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Let's uncover their strategies, have fun, and see how we can quantum leap together. Welcome to my first podcast. Yay! With the fabulous Elizabeth Yang. I have known her um, almost a decade now, it feels like, but I guess eight years or so. Yeah. She is the owner of a very successful multi million law family law practice here in California and has achieved so much. She used to be at Raytheon as an electrical engineer. She has six books, her first one being a bestseller with. Jack Canfield of chicken soup for the soul. And she is well on her way. I work with her regularly to being a billionaire. So <laughs> she is, she is your queen of quantum leaping. And that is what we're up to today. So let's dive in. I am, I, w- I would ask you, let's ask you first, what would you say your quantum leap has been in life? Cause I have my ideas, but I'd love to hear yours.
1: Oh my God, that's a great question. There's been so many quantum leaps and I I credit it all to the world of transformation. Um, My first quantum leap, I would say, well, maybe not my first quantum leap, but one of my major quantum leaps was starting my own business and um, expanding into all the different areas of law that we currently cover. Um, So, I started out, out my career as an engineer and somehow quantum leaps into becoming an, an attorney. Which is, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Those don't really go together thing. to me.
1: Well, yeah, especially from
0: the law, the family law side with the, so yeah. yeah. What led you to that magical leap?
1: Fa- family law took a couple of leaps. <laughs> so from engineering to law, um, So my my undergrad was electrical engineering and computer science. And my first area of law when I graduated law school was intellectual property. So that was actually a pretty um, predictable transition. After I got into IP, I found out that many IP attorneys actually have engineering backgrounds. So that made sense. And then after I became an IP attorney, how I got into family law was during my divorce. They say breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. (laughs) So my four-year divorce was probably one of the biggest breakdowns in my life and one of the (laughs) toughest challenges I went through. Um, During those four years, if you ask me, why are you going through this? What's the end of the light at the end of the tunnel? I'll be like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I don't know why. So I'm you going were just like
0: this. in the muck of it, just like going day by day. Like, I'm just curious what was going on in your mind during that process. I mean, I went through an ugly divorce too, so I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my whole bedroom was filled with my own court papers. Oh. I was like inundated with, court hearing after court hearing, it was really nasty. Like, so you were literally sleeping in it too. Pretty much. I was sleeping in it or or not sleeping, losing sleep over it, Uh, both. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a long ordeal, four years of the divorce when the marriage only lasted a year and a half because we had two kids out of it. So it was like taking care of the kids on top of the attorney fees and all that. And what were you doing for work at that time? that was end. I had or- just started out my own practice so okay. i was pretty new oh okay yeah didn't really have a stable income you know starving entrepreneur yes trying to get my own clients trying to make it work and trying to make this divorce go away yeah putting on yeah. a happy face for exactly. your clients yeah mhm and you know fast forward after the divorce finished it was basically looking back, it was a four year education in family law. Mm -hmm. And I became so well-versed in family law that I, it it only made sense to add it to my, one of my areas of practice. So I added family law into my law firm practice area and during the pandemic, the last two, three years, family law cases skyrocketed. (laughs) there's been so many family law cases. It's crazy. Our phones are ringing off the hook and IP cases actually went down. If we had only depended on IP cases to survive in the pandemic our law firm probably would have gone under, but it's been family law that's been, you know, and helping
0: what is, my- I'm curiously, what is the timeframe from you going from like Let's say on your bedroom floor, going through all these, all this paperwork to being a multi million dollar company.
1: So my divorce, I filed for divorce in 2010. The Mm -hmm. divorce lasted four years. So I ended the divorce in 2014. Okay. And then um, in 2016, I uh, split up from my business partner and came out on my own and really got into family law. So it was mainly the last five or six years that I've grown my practice to where it is now.
0: Catapulted.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have
0: like 30 employees. Is that
1: 30 employees approximately and yeah. five virtual assistants. Wow. So yeah, and <laughs> still growing.
0: So how did you I, I know you've done a lot, you've done a lot of personal development, and I know there's a lot of CEOs and whatnot out there that may not dive into that space just yet. So How would you say that has supported you in actually attracting all this business? Or do you think that there's a correlation at all?
1: Oh, there's definitely a correlation. I think there's a correlation in everything and anything. Um, So Beth and I work with you on a very energetic level and I know how important it is to clear energy in the corporate world. Um, you know, things happen so often in our world that sometimes unexplainable, th- something unpredictable just completely happens out of the blue, like miracles happen. And so it's so important to clear energy because otherwise random things will happen that could just devastate the business or random things can happen that could just elevate the business. And I feel like a lot of the stuff is out of our control. You know, it, it, like the the success of my business right now depended on the pandemic happening. That's yeah. not in my control. I couldn't- I didn't too. know that. I didn't know that part of it. So that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it depended on couples quarantine and getting yeah. sick of each other. And then <laughs> that's why they wanted to file. Yeah. You know, it depends on our economy, on our industry. It depends on so many things that I feel like are out of our control And so it's really important for business owners to have clear energy because there's so many elements that affect our business that I feel like are out of our control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So surrendering to knowing that you don't completely have control. And then it sounds like you've kind of like swayed and and shifted with it as well. So Mm -hmm. it's like you're aware of what's happening and willing to
1: jump in any which way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can, you know, control what we do on a daily basis, you know, how we respond to things, all that we can control. But there's lots of entrepreneurs out there that respond well, they're smart, and they still fail. (laughs) Yes, that's true. There's so many elements. And, uh, you know, it's, you gotta, the timing's gotta be Right, the people's gotta be right. Like if I put out a job posting today versus a month from today, I'm gonna get different people applying for the jobs. I can't control who applies and what candidates I get and you know right. whatnot. I, I can control my job posting, I can control my interviewing skills, I can control who I hire, but I can't control who applies. Mm-hmm. That is all based on timing and energy. Right. Yeah, because
0: if another person was by your side and parallel moving through the the timeline with you and trying to build their own family law practice. I just cu- I'm curious because you've obviously accelerated more than I would say maybe this person over here. So you have this drive about you. You do have like a very open energy already because I know you've done a lot of clearings, which I also would love to dive into in a minute. But What do you think has supported you in like being
1: this much more above the rest? Um, I think a lot of investment into personal growth, into getting a lot of support on my side, um, a lot of coaching to see my blind spots because I I feel like I always have blind spots. There's always things I don't see or can't see. And so I've got a lot of support and people backing me up. So if mm-hmm. I fall or if I have a bad day or if I you know my energy is low for some reason, the people around me they have high energy you know there's an amazing new husband by the way <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a new husband but a new business partner oh Oh yeah. he's been well, I mean, my husband. based on the last one. <laughs> oh yeah, a second husband, but he's yeah. been my husband for 11 years now. So. Oh my god, 11 years, that's amazing. Not really new husband, but he just started working with me mm-hmm. um, at the firm the last 2 months.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: brand new. <laughs>
0: that is brand new. So amazing. Um, okay. So one of the things that it has really come to me to, to bring up in this, these podcasts is I want to tie it to our childhood. So like what things that happened before the age of 10, because if you think of like some people, they will be like, I'm, I'm a super wealthy person because I never wanted to be poor. Cause that was something that was happening in my family. So I'm curious if there, if you were to like tie some, some dots, connect the dots looking backwards, what would you, how would you say your childhood supported you, um, in where you are now?
1: Um, I feel like my child has everything to do with where I am today. So Mm -hmm. number one, um, I didn't grow up in a wealthy family. I grew up in you know, a pretty um, poor family. My father passed away when I was only three years old. So my mom basically um, had to raise me and my younger brother all by herself. She didn't get remarried until we were in college. So it was just her. Mm-hmm. And when my dad passed away, she she was a home, homemaker. She had never Worked a day in her life. Mm. So she was all of a sudden thrown into like this really dark area where she had two babies to raise, no husband, no way of making income, and had to just get creative. So we did live off of food stamps and welfare for a while, um, went to did a lot of different schools growing up. So it was very unstable. Mm. But one of the things she did with me was that she wanted to make sure that me as her daughter never got put into the same situation as she did. So she made sure my focus was education, getting good grades in school. She actually intentionally kept me out of the kitchen so that I wouldn't oh, wow. get domesticated <laughs> and so there would be no way I would ever become somebody's housewife. Oh my and gosh, that's funny. Take care of you know the family and the kids that I would yes. be financially independent. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean I wish I knew how to cook, but because of yeah. her keeping me out of the kitchen, I I've got really poor cooking skills now. Well
0: and if you really wanted to learn to cook or you had you were inspired, you probably would, but it's obviously not there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah something that I didn't grow up with, you know, like people are like, oh, we've got my grandmother's favorite recipe or this recipe. Like I never had that growing up. No no recipes were ever taught to me.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So funny. That explains so much. So Yeah. yeah. So that really supported you in, in like making things happen. Just, I feel like.
1: Yeah, right. being academically um, inclined, being book smart. She gave me um, all these different extracurricular activities as well. And then she, she helped me get some good habits in my life. So every day we had a different class, piano lessons on Mondays, mm-hmm. um, dance lessons on Tuesdays, chess lessons on Wednesdays you know, voice lessons on Thursdays, tennis on Fridays, like swimming, you know, all these different classes. And um, I'm doing the same with my kids now, by the way, like they're in all these different classes. But I think that's how I got really, um, you know, I'm in so many different nonprofits now, and so many different activities. And I'm like, very, Um, knowledgeable and in a lot of different things and not afraid to try new things so I really feel like it's childhood like it shapes who you are (laughs) so did you
0: I'm curious though if you were to go back did you love that did you love like doing something new every single day and like you
1: did I think I did yeah because I I love doing that today like I'm the Type who can't sit still. If I've yes. got a lot going on, it's great, <laughs> and I'm happy, and I'm like, this is exciting and fun. <laughs> got yeah, it. So I, I think I think based on how, how I'm still creating that today, I feel like it's something that I've enjoyed. Because otherwise, I feel like if there's something in our childhoods that's really something we don't like, as we grow up, that's we're like, okay, that's something we definitely don't want to do. Right. That's something that I'm going to stay away from.
0: Yeah. And you're in experiencing so many different things. You're able to like lean in the direction, like you were in the engineering and then you leaned into law. Exactly. Because my guess is you were like, you were intrigued by it in some way, shape or form through the experience mm-hmm. you went through.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, adaptability is, is another aspect that I gained from, having so many different schools. So I went through like four different elementary schools, oh my two God. different middle schools until I finally, we finally moved to a stable area. in when I was in seventh grade, and then I went through the, the same high yeah. school, but every time I switched, I mean, you know how nasty elementary school and middle school kids can be They're like, Oh, the new kid again, Mm -hmm. And I didn't have my circle of friends, would it be the new person? And I was actually very introverted when I was a child. I had no social skills, didn't know how to make friends. Um, Language was even a barrier because my mom only taught me Chinese at home, even though Mm -hmm. I was born in the United States. I didn't Mm -hmm. know any English when I went to school. So I didn't know how to talk to people. There's a language barrier, didn't know how to make friends, got bullied a lot. And just when I was felt like I had made some friends, boom, we changed to another school and I had to leave all that behind and brand new again, you know, did that four times in elementary school. So every time I felt like I made a friend, boom, new school. And yeah, I
0: would say you're pretty outgoing. So I'm wondering, did that support you in becoming outgoing then maybe?
1: I did not become outgoing until after college, until after I entered the working world. Oh. Yeah, even in college, I kept to myself. I, I One of the reasons I graduated college in two and a half years was because I could not wait to just get out of there and go back home.
0: I was mm. like, I want to go home.
1: I don't want to be away from my comfort zone. I don't like living in the dorms alone with new people. i like, just not comfortable. And so I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to, get all my credits done so I can be out of here and go so home. Wait, so you did
0: engineering in in two and a half years? Yep. Wow. Yeah. I, that sounds like a quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a quantum leap too. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, I think it's five, isn't it? Five?
1: Four, four years oh, on average. Oh, it effort, is times okay. five for college, yeah. Wow. But- Insane. Yeah. And so what so, broke
0: you through to the being
1: outgoing? So when I got into the working world, I yeah. realized that I kept quiet, kept to myself. I wasn't going to climb okay. the corporate ladder. Yeah. You have to speak up. You got to lead. You got to make yourself sing in order to be successful at work in the working world. So did you discover
0: that on your own? Like, did you coach yourself into that?
1: I think I did, yeah. And okay. I think maybe just timing, you know, maybe I was a late bloomer <laughs> and didn't <laughs> didn't really bloom until um, I got to, um, you know, my 20s okay, <laughs> when I was okay. working. Yeah. So during that time, I met friends at Raytheon. Um, there was not very many women there because engineering, you know, it's a, a world full of men. So mm-hmm. we had a few women in Raytheon and we just stuck together like we just Uh, clicked and we stuck together because it was just us and we got really close and we started traveling we actually started partying together that's when I actually started going out and learning how to go clubbing and dancing and (laughs) hanging out with friends I never did that in college (laughs) yeah and so um, and a lot of my engineering girlfriends they were the same way too they came from families that just made them study, 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 get good grades, didn't really have fun, didn't have social skills. And now that they were working and finally free, that's when we all started to party and get it out of our system.
0: Got it. Well, in talking about all of that, I would like to bring up one more thing before we start closing it out. Because I know a lot of the CEOs that I work with, they, it's like all the weight is on their shoulders it's very stressful sometimes they aren't very present with their family or they only show up to like certain things because they're just so inundated with like paying all the bills and paying all their employees bills and all that so i feel like you do a phenomenal job at being with your family um you, your your real family your real family it's all real family <laughs> but like your kids and then like also your like other family all your other family and friends like you haven't figured out as far as balance i mean i don't know if you feel that way but from like an outsider it seems like you do
1: i definitely um I, i'm i prioritize work-life balance so yeah. when i was working at the big law firms i was billing the requirement 2000 hours a year working 80 hours a week and so when i gave birth to my daughter that first year i barely saw her i had a nanny i could i could afford i was getting paid a lot of money but mm-hmm. i was never around to see my daughter i'd be at work before she even woke up and then by the time i got home she was asleep yeah. so i was like you know what if i'm going to continue this I'm, my daughter's going to grow up thinking that or nanny is her mom <laughs> and so i left the corporate world and started my own business. And the, the main reason was to get um, the work-life balance, to get flexibility in my schedule. And so now that I have my own business, I'm like, I'm not going to create the same life that I did working for a big law firm. Mm-hmm. Now I can leave the office, take my kids to their activities. I can pick them up from school and I can schedule my meetings around my family and, and around fun you know because what's the point of working so hard if we can't enjoy it so yeah. i make sure that you know I, I i i live to travel and to eat those are my she two passions. lives it up <laughs> traveling and eating are my two big passions Amazing. so i make sure i make time to travel and to dine out at good new restaurants all the time
0: Yes, you, you do. How many hours a week do you say that you work now, would you say?
1: Um, I work all the time. Like, I don't even count how many hours, but yeah. I don't see it as working because, um, I mean, I'm building my business, my baby, mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter's interested in becoming an attorney. Ah! So it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm working on this this gift to give her when she gets old enough to take it over. Uh-huh.
0: Wow, that's amazing! Wait, she—how old is she? She's thirteen. That's what I thought. I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. that's you're inspiring her. That's so
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So that's- she's and my little cousin. She just uh, completed her summer internship at my office, Ooh. and so I, I'm inspiring people to want to become an attorney. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. You guys, you guys need to follow Liz. Elizabeth Yang, and uh, we'll have all this stuff in the show notes later. But um, if you were, this is going to be my question <laughs> for the podcast. If you were to look back, connect all the dots, like we were talking, what would be three keys to quantum leaping?
1: Um, I think number one is getting coaching <laughs> or support from somewhere yeah. because a lot of the quantum leaps. It's it's in our space, but sometimes we can't see it. Right. And, and that's why I take so many seminars. I go to all these personal development classes and trainings and I get coaching because it gives me ideas that's maybe stuck in the back of my head or in my subconscious and this stuff will pull it out. So how many coaches do you work with? I have a daily coach, a weekly coach, and you're my monthly coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she got my daily up. coach that I call every morning 10 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes and she's like okay what are you declaring for today what are you creating what are yeah. you grateful for you know gets me all pumped up for the day I love it I love it okay so your two other keys um, say yes as much as you can mm-hmm. because the universe it'll bring things to your space and it's up to you to say yes or not and i feel like any opportunity that the universe's universe poses to us there's a the reason behind it yeah. so i just say yes as often as i possibly can amazing that's that's a good practice for sure yep and then i don't know a third one um i guess third one quantum leaping is to stay organized so <laughs> organized like there's so many people out there that have bad organization skills and for me like I've got my whole schedule written down I plan it by every 15 minutes every 30 minutes what am I doing what am I up to I've got all my emails organized uh, so I make sure I don't miss emails I know when to follow up Um, I know what gets to be done nothing goes falls through the cracks Uh, So I feel like staying organized, especially in today's day and age when we've got so much information coming at us through text, through Facebook, social media, email, phone calls, voice messages, computers, like there's so many avenues. So being able to organize everything and not... Miss things is really important. I'm
0: so grateful for being able to like voice to text now and be like, Hey Siri, add this to my calendar right after a phone call. Cause it's like, if I'm driving or something, oh my god, my phone just like activated, <laughs> <Then it will laughs> yeah. automatically like place it there. Cause if I wait by the time to the time I like get to wherever I'm going, I might lose it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, or thoughts are yeah. just going at a million miles an hour. Yeah. So, like, if I don't do it immediately or write it down immediately. I'm going to forget it. And like,
0: yeah. Did you just freeze up? (laughs) One thing I wanted to share regarding the yes really quick that you shared is I used to work with a coach and he was like, say yes, say yes. Because if the more you say yes, the more yes, the more opportunities will be handed. So we'll get more and more opportunities. So, um, even if someone's offering you a slice of pizza and you don't do dairy, it's an opportunity to be like, yes, I'll have that slice of pizza, even though I don't really want the pizza, because even if it's just a little bite that you take, then you're getting the, yes, you're, you're saying yes to the universe and, and basically like, thank you for providing opportunities. (laughs) So anyway, my, my
1: laptop, my laptop just died. <laughs> so I, I know it just
0: froze up. My
1: phone. <laughs> <Yes>. All good.
0: <laughs> We're just finishing up. Well, it's been amazing having you for my first podcast. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to find Liz, I will be tagging everything in the show notes on my website, BethanyLondon.com. But if you want to share where people can find you as well, Liz here that are listening. Yes. Right,
1: they can go to yanglawoffices.com or uh, my Instagram is also at yanglawoffices. Okay, both.
0: And follow her. She's amazing. She's so inspiring. She is always traveling and eating. And <laughs> you're like, how does she do this and have her company? It is, well, I mean, I feel like you're gone almost every other
1: month. I, I uh, aim to travel at least once a month. There you go. There you go. She accomplishes (laughs) it
0: all and a beautiful family and friends. And I'm so blessed to have you in my life as well. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we'll, We'll have you on when you quantum leap to the next level absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe and let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. It fuels me to keep bringing you more juicy guests. And if you aren't already following me on social media, check out at Bethany London on Instagram, L-O-N-D-Y-N, that's a cool factor, (laughs) or go to BethanyLondon.com for healing opportunities, courses, and additional thoughts. And don't hesitate to create some IG stories tagging me and our guests with your favorite quotes so we can reshare them. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, wishing you that quantum leap.
1: Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day?